We welcome in Mel Davidson uh, to the program. Mel, you're with Kevin Carius and Eddie Steele, the former CFLer. Welcome to Sports 1440. Good morning. Good morning to you guys. And congratulations, Mel, on uh, about to be inducted into the Double IHF Hall of Fame for all your uh, what you've done to the game. Uh, you've got to be just tickled pink to uh, uh, to receive this uh, well-deserved honor. Well, thanks very much. Yes, it's an incredible uh, honor and, and very humbling. As we know, there's lots of inroads being made uh, in women's hockey and women uh, joining hockey. So this acknowledgement from one of the top organizations in the world in hockey is truly special, and uh, it caught me off guard for sure. How proud are you, Mel, when you got involved in the women's game and you were coaching men's before that too and everything, but to see where the women's game was when you started and to see where it is now, how proud are you of that? Well, definitely. I mean, there's been so many people that have worked so hard, um, you know, with the risk of sounding like our parents. When I look back to the 90s when I was a recreation director in Castor, you know, there were three under-18 teams in all of Alberta. That's of any age group, like three teams, one Calgary, one Edmonton, and I had one in central Alberta. And now, you know, we have provincial championships for every age group. There's countless divisions, you know, thousands of girls playing the game just in Alberta alone. And I think there's over 90,000 that play just in Ontario alone. So it's uh, it's so much fun, and, you know, it's uh, a special sport for uh, most men and now women get to have it as a game of life our game for life as well mm-hmm. now mel with the uh the startup of the pwhl how does that make you feel to kind of piggyback on to kevin's question in terms of feeling proud about the sport where it's come and with the pwhl do you feel like it's kind of like a, a finally that it's long overdue that we have a professional women's league yeah, to all of those. You know, it's been interesting, the evolution, all the different leagues we've had, the NWHL, the CWHL, you know, the PHF seeing the vision uh, long enough to fold into the PW so this could happen. But, you know, it's the right time. I'm not positive we would have got the same reception five years ago or ten years ago. So it's funny how in life, sports, timing is everything, and Right now, it's the right time, and we're getting tremendous support. And, you know, the test will be to sustain that support and continue to put a terrific product on the ice. Mel Davidson uh, with us, Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. When you go back to the Olympic gold medals, Mel, in 06 and and 2010, what kind of memories just flood back uh, to you when you think back to those uh, great teams that you had representing our country? Well, man, I was young back then. (laughs) Um, You know, I I say this often. It's it's that moment when the anthem plays and you look along the blue line and you look at your staff on the bench and you, you know everything they've been through to get there. And I'm not a big person to say we make sacrifices in sport because we make choices to be a part of sport. But when you know their stories and you look at that line, I mean, it's... It's incredible, and the anthem just means it's like the icing on the cake when you hear the anthem. And then, you know, I would add one more step on on top of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple years ago, the 2010 team was inducted into the Canadian Olympic Hall of Fame, and we were, you know, talking and catching up, and they were telling me how many things they didn't like about what I did as a coach, et cetera. (laughs) But the proudest moment we all realized was 
every member of that team is involved in the game in some form or fashion, whether they're a equipment, they're in equipment with CCM, whether they're coaching their kids, whether they're their administrators, officials. So that was pretty special to see that legacy that every one of them is still in the game. Hmm. Now, Mel, I want to stick with the Olympic theme here. Coaching at the Olympics, how, I was a player. I played almost a decade in the CFL. Uh, and from a player, it's a total different perspective than coaching. So coaching, how challenging was it uh, coaching an Olympic roster where you don't get the chance to spend much time with these athletes? You get a little bit of practice time and some some pre-Olympic camps, etc. But when you're actually getting down to it, you don't have a ton of time with the team. So how tough is that? It's hard. I mean, the year before the Olympics, we were always full-time. So that helped a lot. And then our work with the, I think it's the Alberta Elite Hockey League now, but back then it was the Alberta Major Midget Hockey League, the U18 Mm -hmm. Male League that we played with. So that preparation helped. But, you know, you have to tip your hat to, um, to all the athletes in terms of how prepared they came in. And if they weren't prepared and you gave them a message, you knew the next time or in the months to come, they were going to be ready to go. So, you know, it was sort of a a marriage that they had to depend on us and, and Hockey Canada to provide the best atmosphere we could or environment to be successful. And we had to depend on them to do the things when they weren't with us that were needed. Melody Davidson, our guest on Sports 1440. Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele with you. Can you just describe the rivalry you had with the United States uh, over all those years, Mel? Because you guys really had some titanic tilts, and it's a rivalry that started from day one and has really just continued on in the women's game uh, to this day. Oh, yeah. I mean, is there a rivalry any better that's gone as long as this? I mean, over the years, I mean... I think I, I believe I'd be safe to say in the early years it was just pure outright hatred. <laughs> like it was just hatred. Over time, as, as Canadians started to play in the NCAA and American players, Canadian players were teammates, it became, you know, a fierce rivalry with tremendous amount of respect. I think even in that hatred there was a lot of respect. But, you know, the the game is is so good and I, I feel like what we're seeing with the PWHL and the, the shift to really have the game called on the physicality side the way the rule is written is a direct result of how Canada and the USA play each mm-hmm. other. Um, so, I mean, there's no better. It's so exciting and if I was a betting person, I'd always take the score 3-2 one way or another. Hmm. When were you at the U of A? What years were you uh, here at the U of A, Mel? Oh, gosh. That's a long time <laughs> so, ago. Sorry. Um, I think it's, I graduated in uh, 86. Okay. So I was there. I went to Red Deer College first, and mm-hmm. then my final two years of my BP at uh, Edmonton, so it would have been 84 to 86, I guess. So I guess that kind of leads me to this. Were, were you hanging around Claire Drake Arena a lot at that time? And, you know, and who were some of your... I guess, coaching mentors and who helped you kind of get the bug and wanted to kind of get into the coaching game? You know, I have no idea. Like, obviously, there were no women. Yeah. I started coaching when I was in grade eight, to be honest. I started coaching my brother's team um, at home. So, really, it was those parents who didn't kick me off the ice and, and kept me involved um, over time. You know, when I went to U of A and Red Deer, I, both of uh, those cities had women's teams. It was that time that I was like, oh, 
I can play. I just don't have to coach. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, there was U of A at that time had a club team in the, the women's senior league in Edmonton. They weren't a varsity team, played there. Uh, you know, I was really fortunate to have two years of courses with Claire Drake, who, you know, later on became, as you mentioned, a mentor and a good friend. And I still have, it's funny, I still have the notes and the, and the documents from those two classes, and they, they are still the foundational pieces of any hockey team mm-hmm. if you went to them and used them. So wow. I, I was really privileged to grow up in Alberta at the time with the support of Hockey Alberta. I wouldn't say I was always accepted, but nobody kicked me out the door either. Yeah. Uh, and it was an exciting time in Alberta with the Claire Drakes, the Wayne Flemings, the Billy Moores, mm-hmm. the all the different coaches that were in Alberta at that time, Dave King, uh, Tom Rennie, you know, that you got to hear them speak every weekend on an evening course. And when I went to the national level and started going to countrywide seminars, you know, I realized how much we took it for granted in Alberta because I'd sit down and I'd be like, oh, Claire Drake again? You know, isn't there anybody new? And then I'd realize nobody else in the room had even heard him speak. And here I've had years of them. So Hmm. it was exciting. Mel, you're one of the most influential coaches in in the women's hockey game. Just hearing you speak, you started coaching your brother's team when you were eight years old, you said? Grade eight. Grade eight. eight. I wish I was eight years old. Grade eight. Uh, Is coaching something that you always just had a desire to do, or were you a player who turned into coaching? Because it seems like coaching is something that you were born to do. Yeah, it's you know, growing up in a small town, if you uh, uh, play the sport, you ended up coaching it. So I coached softball, swimming, Mm -hmm. basketball, volleyball. It's funny how I started coaching hockey because I never played early on but my philosophy kind of through those years was there was so much going on outside of our small town that nobody knew about and I always kind of internally vowed that if I ever got the opportunity to uh, influence I would make sure that you know young people male or female boys or girls knew what was out there for them athletically and then I think that's what drove me. My parents told me I had to go to university, and I was like, oh, gosh, what am I going to take? <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's some phys ed stuff. So I didn't want to teach because I didn't want to be one of those teachers that couldn't teach and uh, ended up through coaching. And then, you know, I was a recreation director in Castor, so that really fed, you know, the opportunities to, if you will, to have that almost uh, guinea pig type settings where you were trying things and learning things. So, yeah, I guess it it has been, but I think it was growing more out of a willingness or wanting to make sure that young people knew what great opportunities were out there for them, regardless of where they grew up. Mel Davidson with us on Sports 1440. Mel, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I hate doing that to guests, but I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts because you coach so many great players, so many great uh, Canadian players on the national team. So if you're down one nothing or down by a goal to the U.S. with one minute left in the game and you need a tying goal, who are the five players you're throwing out on the ice? Can you Can you rip them off off the top of your head? <laughs> Doesn't matter any era that you coached. Any era? Yeah. Um, well, I coached Poulin when she was still up and coming, so okay. I'll leave her with the honorable mention piece. <laughs> um, I would go Wick, Hef, Sherry Piper, 
Um, Geraldine Heaney. And how many is that? Three, four? Yeah. And uh, maybe Danielle Goyette. Goyetti. Yeah. Sanahara. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Valencourt. Mm. Uh, so some players like that. Gritty, smart, can shoot, all of that type of player, type of players. But I mean, I... It's tough. So many good players. It's tough. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I just, I just always like coaches' thoughts because they had when they coach so many great players. It's just an, it's kind of an interest. Yeah, There's some that stick out. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. A, a little bit more about going in uh, the double double IHF uh, Hall of Fame here before we let you go. Going in with Ryan Smith. That's correct, right? Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. So when is it? What is it? What's it all about? Ah, well, I'm still learning. I, I honestly haven't paid a lot of attention to it in the past, to be honest, because they hold it during the Men's World Championships. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily get, you know, some of the attention back, back home here. But it'll be the Sunday of the World, Cha- of the world Championships, the medal day. I think it's May 26th or something in there. Um, it's in Prague. Mm-hmm. And they, it's, it's really low-key. They do a small ceremony um, and acknowledge you. In the past, people have gotten their... Um, country's jersey so it'll be it'll just be nice to be there I have you know a few friends that are going to go over and I haven't heard if anybody else is going but it'll just be a a nice opportunity to to be in that world because we aren't as as women we aren't necessarily at the men's worlds a lot well Mel it's an honor well deserved thanks so much for spending the time with us this morning uh, and uh, have a great time with the induction ceremony thanks a lot thanks very much thanks for having me and have a great weekend